most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over everything. No, Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday and it's freezing outside. Woo! Yeah, it's that wind, man. I mean, we you know we we broadcast live from New York City. That's our headquarters. Right. For everybody that listens to us uh, on their on their radio stations in their respective cities, but man, that wind ain't playing, bro. No, not at all. It's like it ain't even really that cold. It's about forty degrees, but it's that wind chill factor. Yeah, that wind chill factor not playing. It's freezing outside. Yes, it is. But uh, hey, at least we're alive. That morning, wind everybody. made my alarm go off last night. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah it made my alarm go off in, in my house and. You know how when the alarm comes, ain't that the worst feeling? Yeah. You're in bed and your alarm. Oh go my off. god! And then you know they they call you and like and we missed the call, so they send the police and the everything. Police pulled up and then you know that's that's the that's the scariest part, right? When you a black man and the police are walking around your house with a flashlight and you just why am I afraid? <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why am I scared in yeah. this situation? Why is my anxiety setting in? You know what I mean? Why am I telling my oldest daughter to stay upstairs? Telling my wife going to the basement. Why am I doing that? Right. Like they're supposed to be here to protect and serve us. That you know. But hey, you know. So life of a black man in America. There you go. This is what it is. Do you have a protocol though? Because you know, me and my family, we have a protocol. If the alarm goes off, what to do? Like my wife goes and gets the kids. I got the firearm and I get the dog. So that like that's our protocol. Nah, because I mean I knew it wasn't that. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? No, no, because I could look I could look on the alarm and see I look on the camera and see yeah, what door like, what like, door did yeah, yeah breach. I knew it was when I heard the wind. The wind was going crazy last night. Mm-hmm. Wind had a life of its own. It's crazy when you gotta have a protocol because you never know. Huh? Hey man. Better safe than sorry, right? You stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, all right. Well, Michael Blackson will be joining us this morning. Mm-hmm. Him and his uh best friend. Chinese, his, 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 as he says, his Chinese best friend. His Chinese best Named friend. Named Christian. Uh, they are launching a podcast today. Okay. Called No Filter. Okay. Yes. All right. So we'll and he's in Coming to America too, which comes out um, on Friday. Yeah, it comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see the Biggie documentary? I did. I mm-hmm. watched that last night. I, I was it. watching when the alarm went off. Man, it's it's um it's incredible. Really? Man, drop on the clues bombs for all the executive producers of the Biggie documentary. All that home footage that D Rock got that he captured over the years. Mm-hmm. Nah, this this is this is the one because Biggie's never had a really great documentary. They've never really done Biggie any justice. This is this, this is, is the, the one. one. Yeah, this is the one. I can't wait to watch it. This I'm gonna watch it tonight. All right, we got front page news. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with these allegations against Governor Cuomo. Now, two former aides have made sec- allegations of sexual harassment against him. And now a third woman has come forward. And this woman is saying that she was at a wedding. Her name is Anna Rutsch. She told the New York Times he placed his hands on her face during a wedding reception in New York City on September 20, 2019 and asked if he could kiss her. There's also a photo of the alleged incident that was taken and shared with the paper as well. 
So they are doing an independent investigation into previous allegations of sexual harassment. And now another woman has come forward. Yeah, this all seems like a distraction from the nursing home scandal, too. I mean, withholding. Well, they're investigating that, too. Yeah, but withholding death data from state lawmakers in regards to people dying in nursing homes is, mm-hmm. is wild. And they, they, they seem, that seemed like it's taking a, a secondary, um, you know, storyline to the, this this stuff. And now there is a, a video that has been making the rounds that's gone viral. And this video is from 2016 at the New York State Fair. This video has resurfaced on social media and it shows Governor Cuomo challenging a journalist who's a woman to eat a whole sausage in front of him. Um, here is the video of reporter Beth Sifalu. I don't know if I should eat the whole sausage in front of you, but I'm definitely going to eat it. No excuses. Now there's a lot of pressure on me to eat this. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Can I take a selfie with you while I eat my sandwich? Oh, there you go. I think that's a fair trade. There's too much sausage in that picture. That's not Cuomo at the end saying there's too much sausage, just FYI. Come on, now that's a reach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Come and on. I saw the video, and people were commenting, and you know she was taping him while he was trying to eat. So they said, "Is it possible he was passive aggressively showing her how much it sucks to be videotaped while eating?" And that it, people are saying he wasn't gawking at her while she ate it. And the reporter herself said that she did not feel like she was pressured. She went to social media and said, "I was not pressured, harassed. This is two people enjoying the one event, the New York State Fair, that gives them a little more freedom to be informal. It's really sad. It's being turned into anything more." Yeah, I mean, it's like 7,000 people who died who didn't get reported, but we're reaching for who he told to to eat a sausage. Like, it's actual things you could be holding him uh, accountable for, as opposed to, you know, reaching like they did in that for that for that headline in that video. But there are three women who have come forward and accused him of sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior and using his power to manipulate them. Absolutely. So no. That is, those are serious allegations. But that sausage video, that's a reach. Right. That's just social media putting that out there. Exactly. All right. Instagram has launched live rooms now for live broadcasts. You can have up to four creators on with you. A lot of people have been calling for this because, you know, you go live with somebody. You can only bring in one other person. Well, now they're saying that you can actually it'll be one person that actually started the live on the top. And then you can actually bring in three additional people. I thought they had that already. No, Mm-mm. really? No. Instagram mm. now. Okay. Yeah, so that should be uh, interesting for people. So you start a live room, then you swipe left, and you can select the live camera option, then title the room, and then you tap the room icon. You can add guests, and then you'll see a list of people who've already requested to go live with you, and you'll be able to also search for other guests to add. And then when you start that live, like I said, you're at the top of the screen while guests are added. And you can also add surprise guests to live streams, so that'll be exciting for people. And that will help creators, they said, grow their follower base. Hey, man, that's great for people who like that kind of stuff. Last thing I want to do is talk to more people on social media. I'll tell you that much, though. Now, if you have blocked anybody or any of the live room participants have someone blocked, they won't have access to join the live stream. Okay. I think that's dope. That's cool. People interview people, talk to people. You can talk to numerous people. Pretty snazzy. All right. All right. Well, well that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. 
it's your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's your boy Sterling Stacks. Sterling Stacks, what up, King? What's up, bro? Get it off your boy. chest. Good morning. Good morning, Angela Yee, Envy, uh, Charlamagne. Hey, Charlamagne, congratulations to you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. Um, I heard from you in a minute, King. You know, yeah, man. You know, to watch your growth, you know what I mean, from Z93 to 103.9, you know, we, we in the Met, we rock with you. I appreciate it. 803 all day. Yeah, man. But um, listen, man, we got an extreme situation going on down here in the Metro. Uh, they done closed all the strip clubs, bro. Going through strip clubs. I know, man. I know. I was yeah, I mean, like it's, with all the problems all in the world. That's the only thing that's on no, your mind. No, listen, bro. you don't understand. I was literally just reminiscing with Frosty yesterday. Me and Frosty was talking, and we was talking about Crush and Liquids. Oh man, oh man, you know what I mean? Like days, man, you know, yeah, man, you know, we used to be like the semi strip club capital, man. Absolutely, you know, and they have none. They have none. People don't know that, but they have none. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's withdrawal. You know, be working in the club too. You know, I'm Gucci, but. Yeah, we ain't no action. Ain't no live action no more. Ain't nothing to do. Yeah, I mean the nightlife in the metro is messed up. Period. Hopefully, before Steve Benjamin get out of office, man, we can we we can change that and they'll let some black people, you know, get some nightlife going in Columbia. I'll definitely invest in something like that. Guys, I just want to put it out there: nightlife all over the world is messed up right now. No, but it's you don't nah, understand. Man, it's, man, even before the pandemic, even before the pandemic, it was. We all been closed. You gotta yeah, you gotta understand. Envy. We had like maybe like between ten by ten clubs, strip clubs. Man, you know, now we had zero. Leroy's. God, ah, rest in peace, Mr. Green. Leroy's that's my spot. You know, I worked there for 10 years. Love Leroy. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, all right. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> now, you understand, understand yo. Me and Frosty was literally just talking about that yesterday, the strip club scene in Columbia, South Carolina, man. We used to have so much fun, man. If you left the house on a Friday night at like 9 o'clock, you wasn't coming back till Sunday. Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Hello. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Morning, morning, morning. Who's this? My name is Vaughn. Vaughn, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. First of all, I want to say good morning, Envy. Good morning, Miss Yee, and good morning, Charlemagne. Peace, King. Good morning. I like how you're saying my name, sir. Yeah, I don't know. Drum almost hit my drops for me. Hit the Charlemagne. That's all you got? That's it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Miss Yee, I wanted to talk to you because I'm um, a college student. I know you're hosting the IBS Awards this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I am. I wanted, to, I wanted to throw myself out there because I love and appreciate the Breakfast Club. Y'all are a true inspiration. And I am the program director of Brave New Radio, which, Ms. E, I also know you came to a couple years ago also. And I host a college morning show and I'm up for an award, too. Okay. So you and um, IBS, what does that stand for? In not irritable bowel, bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, hopefully not that. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, good luck. Yeah, um, y'all can check out Morning Commute. It comes on Brave New Radio from 6 to 9 a.m. Or you can check it out on podcast platforms. Yes, sir. Sorry, we're on at that same time, bro. (laughs) I don't know if you know, but we're on at that same time. We'll try to catch it afterwards. It's just Monday. We'll try, we'll try. Shout out to Koya from 104.5 The Beat in Orlando. She'll actually be interviewing me for that. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This Steph. What's up, Steph? Get it off your chest. I just want to say I started a new job yesterday. I, it's, it's called American Nuts. I'm just so happy to be here. 
Um, could y'all just wish me good luck on this new job? Yay. What's the name of good it? Good luck. That's dope. It's called American Nuts. It sounds funny, don't it? American Nuts. Charlamagne worked there before. Yeah, sounds delicious. I got African-American mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't hold mine for nobody. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I just want to say, wish me good luck. I'm super excited. I woke up 3.30 this morning just to go to work at 6.30 this morning. Will do. Goodness so gracious. Will do. Let me ask you a question. You ever steal some of the nuts and just, just pop them and eat them while you're working? No, we don't We don't work with only just nuts. We package it like, you know, like the little salad stuff, like the little dressings and all like the croutons and stuff. We just package that. Gotcha. So l- long story short, she eats everything. She eats everything they package. <laughs> All right, Mama. Well, yep. good luck. They package nuts and toss out. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Cassie. Hey, get it off your chest, Mama. Good morning. To First you. Of all, I just want to say good morning. Is John almost in today? Yes, he is. <laughs> well, if, if he is, just don't hang up on me. That's all I wanted to say to him. It's envy yeah, today if you got hung up on his You got to direct that F-boy. You got to tell that F-boy no, what you want. Please. <laughs> well, I was calling because I had a bad week last week. You know, Friday, I thought I was going to have a good freaky, freaky Friday, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, my girl actually broke up with me through text message, and I had to work a whole eight-hour shift. Upset. Yeah, but I had a good weekend. It's Tuesday. I had a great weekend by myself. So why your girlfriend broke up with you? She found a mouth better than yours. She better than I have because I make uh, pull ups and my uh, pull up game is very strong. Don't play with me, um, Charlamagne. Okay, yeah. Charlotte, don't do that. Yeah, I think and she. Also, why she I'm left you though? No three. That's okay because I pulled up this weekend. Just because she broke up with me doesn't mean it's over. <laughs> yes, it does mean that. You still get the hit when you want to. Wow, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And anybody who tried to slide in there, I'm going to be there waiting on you, too. I pray Young Uh-oh. M.A. goes in her DMs today. Shut up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, before I go, I want to shout out my Instagram really quick. Um, it's underscore T-A-Z beauty. Please follow me on Instagram. More friends are welcome. All right, mama. Okay. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Tyrese Gibson's wife, Samantha Gibson. She Ex-wife. says women should not... <laughs> I don't know if they divorced divorce yet. yet yeah. Chill out. She's, she wants she's to not his ex-wife ex-wife. yet. <laughs> Goodness, All right. Gracious. So she explains why women should not date famous men. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen Well, Tyrese's soon-to-be ex-wife, unless they get back together, was on live, Samantha Gibson, and she was discussing whether or not you should date famous men. And people were asking her if she thought that her and Tyrese would get back together. And here's what she had to say to her followers. Would I recommend dating somebody famous? No. I think a lot of women want (laughs) a certain type of notoriety and being with a certain guy. That's not where your worth comes from. That's not where your validation comes from. Your validation comes from God and God alone. It doesn't matter who you're with. I think we make women make a lot of like athletes and entertainers and wanting to be with these certain kind of guys. And we've got into the high value men thing and everything like that. These men are accustomed to getting their way. Well, there you have it. Yeah, that, no. was, a, that, that was a no with a period, <laughs> too. A no. Like very definite answer. Jeez. She seems happy. Although- yeah, she seems uh, level-headed. She seems ecstatic. 
<laughs> All right. She now, Stefan Don has gone on social media and she's trying to nip some things in the bud. She's talking about some problematic things that she said in the past on social media. And she wants people to she wanted to address it, I guess, before other people did. She wrote on Twitter. Every time I'm on a blog, people want to bring up my past mistakes. So let me post it here myself for everyone to see, because you will not trick or scare me with something I myself acknowledged, owned and sincerely apologize for. She then posted a screen grab of what she had said, and this was in 2013, she posted, all you dark-skinned, hating on light-skinned bitches, don't act like if God gave you a choice, you wouldn't change your color, LOL. Now, she posted an explanation. She said, yes, this was me almost 10 years ago, ignorant and angry. So I directed this tweet at a girl who shaded me for my color. I have grown since then and owned up to my mistakes. And this is not a reflection of the woman I am today. I have apologized and moved on. I hope you can too. Then she goes on to say, I love Nikki as an artist. I always said this and always will. Nobody can change that respectfully. And hate train, I didn't even know she was getting hate because I would have kept my opinion to myself. But a problem with her, never. It was fans doing the most, but just know I've been a fan. Hey, I really don't understand why people be acting so perfect. Like, if you haven't said something you regret, then you probably haven't grown, okay? The person at 30 who thinks the same way they did at 20 has wasted 10 years of their life. So you really gonna hold people accountable for things that they said? Yeah, people do. Know, back in the day, and it's stupid. People do. We all made mistakes. We all said some f ish that we were like, "Damn, that was so foul." Absolutely. Thank God I've grown. We've all done some things that we like. Thank God I've grown. You know, and sometimes this this world ain't forgiven, especially this, this social media world. I, and I really don't think y'all remember how wild wild west this culture was. <laughs> it's a wild culture, bro. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you do when people bring it up, though? Like in interviews and ask you about it, just I say, I made a mistake, I've yeah, grown. I think, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think you do what she did. I, this is what I did. I apologized. I was wrong. I was in a bad place. I've evolved. I've grown and keep it moving. I got new information. You know what I'm saying? I've learned more. And I'm older now. Simple as that. Is, is there anything that's not forgivable? Or everything is... Who y'all think y'all are? God? You gotta I'm just asking. Time. I'm just saying. Like, you, if you, you, is you there gotta, anybody you don't give a pass to for things that they said? Is there anything that you're like, damn, they listen, said that? Man. I can't never mess with them. You got to give people the yeah. same grace you want, uh, you know, God to give you. And if you can't do that, if that's too hard, just give people the same grace you would give somebody else. But I mean, everybody's different, right? Like, it's certain things that you may not forgive just on your own personal. Right. right. But I, who am I to tell somebody they can never be forgiven ever? Like, hell no. All right. Now, Kevin Durant will be out through the All-Star break because of a hamstring injury. You know, he's missed the team's last six games because of the issue. So now uh, DeMantis Sabonis has replaced him on the All-Star team from the Indiana Pacers. Okay. That's the white dude? Our, I think that's the white dude. Yeah. He's Lithuanian, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Now, LeBron is selling his mansion in Brentwood for $20 million. So if you got $20 million, you can buy it 9,500 square feet. He purchased it back in 2015. And Where's that's for sale. In California. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's the one they wrote the N-word on. Remember they were, a couple of years ago, they wrote the N-word on his gate? Oh, it ain't worth 20 no more then. You got to <laughs> drop that down to about 10, bro. That's the LeBron. It's too huge. It's too big. You know, he moved to Beverly Hills, I think, uh, last year. Right. He bought a $36 million mansion in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. But he bought that house for $20.9 million. And so now he's selling it for $20 million. Well, Also, Ellen DeGeneres. Just give Give it to little Bronny, you know what I'm saying? Bronny gonna need a little pad in, the, in a minute, you know what I mean? No. Gonna crash at. No. Have some fun with, no. the, with the folks. No. All right, now Ellen DeGeneres has listed her mansion that she bought from Maroon 5's Adam Levine, and that's in Beverly Hills 
for $53.5 million. She mm. listed that yesterday. She bought it back in 2019 for $42.5 million. Hey, what do these houses do for all that money, man? <laughs> like, I'm, like, what do they do? Well, you know, it's it's location. Beverly Hills is one of the uh, most expensive. What do they cold. do, though? It's Can view. I just, do they do they cook for me? It's square footage. What comes with all this house? It's, you know, you get, you know, movie theaters, swimming pools, indoor pools. You get all types of. You can't get that without $20 million. Ray J moves. But you ain't going to be in Beverly Hills. I don't care. Well, well, that's why you don't live in Beverly Hills. I don't live in no Beverly Hills. I'd rather <laughs> live in the middle of the country somewhere on 20, 30 acres. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All I mean, right. uh, rumor report. Sorry. $20 million, $50 million for a house? Mm. What does... I need this house to do something. This house got to kill COVID. All right. You Chlamydia. Know, you know, I'm in the okay. houses, but I ain't spending 50 million. 50 like, million? I'm with you. Like, nah, B. Nah, that's a lot of money. But then again, that's that's a different price bracket. Depends on how much you have in yeah, that Yeah, that's a different yeah. price bracket. I don't <laughs> care what you have. $50 million for a house. Ellen got it, though. What's the, what's, oh, yeah, she what's definitely Jeff, got it. Jeff Bezos just bought right. a, a crazy <laughs> pad in New York. Three apartments for $45 million or something, $90 million, yeah. something crazy. No, I wouldn't do that. In New York? Oh, an apartment in New York? Yes, nah, a no. penthouse Hell and two no. other apartments. No way. Right. No way. You have no backyard. Have no That's land. what I'm saying. Nah. If I'm spending, if it's I, no grass. $45 million, I'm buying a state. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> you buying Alabama? How much y'all? I, I, think, I think I can get Alabama for $45 million. Oh, my God. Mississippi, what y'all selling <laughs> Mississippi, for? Mississippi, right what, you, what you got? Okay. Right? And I assume if you make well, a lot Rhode of money, Island. that's a, a tax write off, right? <laughs> you, can write off, you can write off some of that house. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know about that one. All right. Well, front page news next, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about in Wayne County, Michigan. They have a program that's helping exonerate people for crimes they didn't commit. And now that program is going statewide. And I think a lot of people could uh, take notice and pay attention to this because this is something that could work across the nation. All right. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Weedy was wilding. I'm not. uh, She was wilding. But we'll talk about it in a second. She's wild. I'm not going to lie. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Where are we starting? Now, in Wayne County, Michigan, there's a program that's helping exonerate people who got convicted for crimes that they did not commit. It's called the Conviction Integrity Unit. And so far, they've uh, released uh, several people. They said last year, 120 people were exonerated nationwide. But in Wayne County, they're serving as a model for statewide convention integrity units to investigate cases in counties that don't have their own units. So they have actually exonerated 27 individuals who collectively have spent 415 years wrongfully imprisoned. And there's certain different situations. Like in one in one case, there was a jailhouse informant that lied when he told prosecutors during a trial that Smith had confessed the murder to him. The conversation never happened, said Smith. He had always maintained his innocence. It was later revealed the informant lied in order to obtain police favors in his own case. Uh, in March of 1994, 18-year-old Smith was at work. He got a call from his mother to go to the police station in Detroit. That's when he found himself in the middle of a shooting murder case that occurred that morning. There was no forensic evidence against him. He wasn't at the crime scene. No one testified that they saw the shooter's face during the trial, but he still got sentenced to life in prison with no parole and was convicted of first-degree murder and a felony firearm offense over the murder of another young man. So now they're overturning these cases. But what do you do when you've been in jail for 17 years for a crime you didn't commit? Run. Run out of the prison. Run out of the prison and go home. And ex- all you could do is accept the apology from, you know, the the, the government, the state, because that's all that's going to happen. And you win some money. But you can't get that time back. 
And then what happens to these police officers that basically forced uh, fake confessions from informants? They Nothing. should be locked up. They should. They should be locked up. That should be a crime. They should have to do the same time that the people that they got uh, locked up had to do. So if that guy had to do 17 years for a crime he didn't commit, the officers got to go do 17. Right, so it was 27 wrongly convicted individuals who are exonerated since 2018. So that's a lot of exonera- exonerations in that very short time frame. They said it's unheard of. Yeah, my bad don't work in that situation. Not at all. Can't be like, yo, my bad. My bad, no, my mistake, no. Nope. Mm-mm. But what can uh, right you do? Right now, Chris Cuomo is saying that he cannot comment on the case against his brother, Governor Cuomo. And here he is discussing how he's staying out of it. Obviously, I'm aware of what's going on with my brother. And obviously, I cannot cover it because he is my brother. Now, of course, CNN has to cover it. They have covered it extensively, and they will continue to do so. I have always cared very deeply about these issues, and profoundly so. Well, I mean, listen, all these cable news networks are biased, and everybody has biases. We all have biases. Just don't act like you don't. So I'm not mad at him. That's his brother. Well, he can't talk about his brother. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk brother. about his brother in no negative way. He's not That's talking his about brother. His brother. Yeah. Like, I'm not Can mad you at cover that, that without <laughs> judgment? Hey, everybody got biases. We all got biases. Just just don't act mm-hmm. like you don't. That's his brother. I get it. All right. And just for people who don't know, Cuomo already has three sexual harassment allegations against him. Three women have come forward uh, to make these claims and it is being investigated. And don't forget about uh, the nursing home scandal. Let's not let that, uh, you know, go away because you, you don't report the deaths of like 7000 old people. That's beyond grimy. Right. And that's also being investigated right now. All right. A VP at Nike Ann Hebert. She's been there for 25 years. Uh, she has left the company, and that's because uh, she has some ties. Her son actually is a sneaker reseller. He's a 19-year-old sneaker reseller named Joe, and uh, he uses a credit card for his reselling business that was registered in his mother's name. So if you work at Nike, you cannot participate in sneaker reselling, and you can, I guess nobody in your family can do that as well. So that does Damn. seem like it would be unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a sneakerhead, but I see sneakerheads mad at this. Why y'all mad at a little nepotism? If your mama worked at Nike, well, you'd be trying to get free sneakers too or whatever the hell you do. It doing. depends. If he's getting sneakers from his mother and reselling, then I can understand. But if he's not getting sneakers from his mother and he's doing what he got to do, I don't understand. He'd probably make more money than his mother. Who I'm supposed to get sneakers from then? My mama worked at Nike. <laughs> y'all, want me to be on, trading, man. y'all want me to be online like y'all? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want me to get online and be fighting to get sneakers like y'all? I'm not mad at the young man. I thought it was smart. I thought that was a great business decision. He just should have put it in somebody else's name. Well, she said that she had disclosed that information about the business to her employer, and she was told there was no violation of company policy. But they did say that one source says that he would buy pairs in large quantities from Nike outlets using his mother's discount and then resell them later. Drop on the clues bombs for nepotism. Can we play a game of guess what race it is? I need to know first. You know what race that is. What race but, that is? Tell me. I don't know. That's white. But oh, was, that's stealing then. That's wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. That's that such college. Why would they do but, that? But but he's buying it at an outlet, right? Using what? her discount. So what? You never use a family member's exactly. discount before? It's, it's inside of trading, man. That's Drum not inside of trading. You're He's a liar. He's it for free. You never had a friend or family member who works somewhere and you take advantage of their That's discount. That's smart. Knock it off. It's a little different. You know, a lot of people have bots that they buy these sneakers online. Yeah. It's just one... In one instance, he rang up $132,000 in one morning for the launch of the Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Where what was the discount? Of... Yes, yes. That was Yeezys. Well, not on Yeezys. That was not his on mom's Yeezys. Nike. 
So it was one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars in sneakers. Yeah. What kind of? Yeah, he need to go to jail. That's just stupid. <laughs> wasting all that money. He could just use sneakers. his mom's credit card like that for one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. They got it. They. Balling. I wish my one of my kids would even in that. But imagine how much he made. Ten percent of that. There's a lot going on here. All I know is I don't think it's anything wrong with a little nepotism. <laughs> See, you never <laughs> have the disappointment of being on the sneakers app and it, you don't get the sneaker you want. Don't care. Oh, poor baby. Somebody shut up. Man. Don't don't these resellers. Baby. Yeah. That's why Dramos has a particular vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Oh, poor baby. Shut up, man. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We were talking about Saweetie, and she posted an Instagram video yesterday of her eating spaghetti, but her putting ranch dressing on top of it. Yes, yeah, Saweetie always has weird combinations when that, it comes that, to food. By the way, that's not a weird combination. The only problem I have mm-hmm. with that video is she put way too much ranch dress, dressing on there. She should have listened to her her man when he said all I wanted to dab a ranch. You know, dab ranch. That's it. You just need a little bit because I don't put it on the spaghetti directly. If I have like a side salad and I put ranch dressing on my side salad, if it's on the plate, the ranch will get in the spaghetti sauce, and it does taste good. If you try, if you've ever tried a little bit of ranch dressing in the spaghetti, it does taste good. She just put too much on that to me. Ah, uh, that's nasty. Uh, to nah, me. I'll pass have you tried way. it? I don't. First of all, I don't really like ranch dressing. Period. Mm. It's you too creamy. I can't really have anything creamy like that. I don't eat spaghetti. Okay, so how can y'all say it's nasty? If you it just eat. looks nasty. You don't like ranch dressing. Well, don't you like don't ranch, like spaghetti. So that's going to be nasty to me, period. I don't like spaghetti. I don't like tomato sauce. I don't like red sauce. Well, you know, but there's people who put sugar in their weird. spaghetti sauce. I always <laughs> yeah. thought that was nasty. Sugar too. in the spaghetti sauce, sugar in the grits, syrup on chicken biscuits. I'm not mad on mm-hmm. syrup on chicken biscuits. Come on now. now Ooh, you talk, syrup on chicken biscuits? We, all of y'all getting chicken biscuits this morning, y'all know. Put a little, That's not even crazy. No, you that's do that not all crazy. Time. Mm. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's, what, what's one crazy thing you do when you eat? Some some food thing that you put together that's nasty, but you just like it. Like Who says it, it's nasty, though? I'm just asking. I didn't say that was nasty. It's their own, your, in your own opinion. But it looks nasty <laughs> to me. But for instance, she put too much. my nanny used to, do, used to do French fries and mayonnaise with the kids, Fire and her. I hate it. Fire her. And I hate it. Well, fire her. <laughs> what, she fire her. Fire her. She that's, your, that's European. They do she that in Europe. When she fire left, her. I, my kids would be like, can I mayonnaise? No. Fire that's just dis- her. It just looks disgusting. That's I just get. gross. All right. 800-585-1051. What's some nasty combinations you do when you eat? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Saweetie. This conversation came from Saweetie. She posted a video yesterday of her eating spaghetti and putting ranch dressing, a lot of ranch dressing, on her spaghetti. Yes. And shout out to Saweetie. It was for the Facebook We The Culture's Black Creators Day event. And, you know, I have a show coming out on there called Master Your Comedy on March 15th. That's what she was creating, spaghetti with too much ranch sauce. Now, look, yes. ranch with spaghetti sauce tastes very good, but you you just need a dab mm-hmm. of ranch like her boyfriend said. Okay, she put way too much ranch dressing on that spaghetti directly. I've never put it on directly. I have a little side salad, have ranch dressing on the side salad as I'm eating. I'm mixing the spaghetti up with the salad at the same time, and it does taste good. Sounds crazy. But she just put way too much on there. 
Facts. Now, behind the scenes, I don't know if you do this too, Yee. They talk about they take French fries and get a Frosty from Wendy's. Nope. No, and no, nope. no, 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 no. You just don't nope. get any French fries. You get the fries from Wendy's. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you get the big, the, the milkshake, the thick ass. What's it called? Frosty. What's it called? The Frosty. Yeah. That's what I said. And you dip the, the fries in the Frosty. Oh, my oh, God. That, that sounds disgusting. Of the salt and the nasty. sugar. Yeah, that sounds really sweet, nasty man. to me. Oh, that sounds nasty. I, I, like, done it in I years, like my, fri- I I like kid, my fries yeah. hot. Absolutely. So I can't imagine dipping them in something cold. Well, because yeah. my, my grandma, God bless the dead, my grandma used to love to go to Wendy's. She used to like Wendy's hot fries. And I, and I don't even know how I even started doing that. But I'm telling you, you dipped them fries into that, that frosty. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. I don't even like cold ketchup on my fries. My ketchup got to be room temperature. And I'm from this, I'm from Monk's Corner, South Carolina. So I like ketchup on my grits. You ever mm-hmm. did that? Yuck. No. I, ugh. Hot sauce I'm going to tell you eggs. one thing. One thing I was really into for a minute, I was making these sandwiches every morning. Well, not every morning, but every day. It was a um, spicy mustard, cheddar cheese, and green apple sandwiches. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it's delicious. I can't believe y'all don't put ketchup on your grits. You ain't never put ketchup on your grits? Mm -mm. Nope. Wow. I'm not a ketchup lover like that. Hello, who's this? This is Jaleesa. Hey, we're talking about uh, weird things we do with our food. What do you do, do, Mama? Oh, I'm scared to tell y'all because y'all don't play me. um... No, we're not. (laughs) So I used to dip um, bread in milk. <laughs> that ain't bad. Bread and milk. I dip. Well, you know what? That's like that's like having, that's like having a donut. Yeah, that's like having like a donut. Okay. That's not like having a donut. That is nothing like having a donut. It's still kind of weird. It's like having a donut. On the apple, because I do that too. Salt you do what with the apple? Put salt um, on an apple. Salt on an apple. And people put salt on mangoes and like um, they put like a salt and spicy like a cayenne pepper. I do. I put cayenne mm-hmm. pepper on mangoes. Yeah, it's okay, the, I have to try that. It's that salt sugar combination that's that's, that's but, but, really good. Yeah, you're right. You're Thank right. you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Good morning. It's Apple from Columbus, Ohio. How are you? Good morning, Apple's Apple. Apples are popular. Apples are popular this morning. So, so, right. so what's some weird thing you do with your food? First of all, I'm half Italian, and hot sauce, cheese, and ranch belongs on spaghetti, period. There's no questions asked about that. It how much ranch, on- though? Sweetie put a little too much on there. Ugh. No, that's how I'm going to eat it. Exactly how she did it, but I add cheese and hot sauce. Wow. But okay. the weird thing that I do would be um, on salmon patties, I put ketchup and syrup. On N- salmon, not you put syrup. ketchup and syrup? Ketchup, yeah. definitely, on, though. On salmon Salmon, on salmon patties, fried salmon patties, I put ketchup and syrup. <laughs> now, never syrup. I've done. I've definitely done ketchup on the salmon patties, mm-hmm. not not syrup. That's though. both sounds disgusting. You're, you're, no, you're missing life. Try it. I say I was right. You couldn't say no until you tried something. Try it. You're and right. Then say I don't like it. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something too. You take them salmon patties with some grits and put that ketchup on there. Lord have mercy. All right. With grits. All right. I'm gonna try it. Thank you, Mama. Got my goddamn mouth watering. 800-585-1051. We're talking about some weirdo stuff you do with your food. Call us up right now. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about some weird stuff we do with our food. It came from Saweetie, who uh, yesterday was showing her plate of spaghetti and her pouring tons of ranch dressing on it. So we're asking, what's some weird stuff you do with your food? Now, now, what's some weird stuff you do with your food, Yee? I told you one of my favorite sandwiches used to be um, whole wheat bread with cheddar cheese and green apple and a spicy mustard. How you even come up with that combination? 
You know what? I think I was at a restaurant once. This is when I like, you know, I go through a long period of time where I'll be vegetarian and you're trying to think of something to eat. And so I just had that without the turkey because people would do like a turkey sandwich with apples and and people have salads like that, too. Yeah. I don't know about putting that I with like, bread. It was though. good. It tastes good, though. I'm telling you, cheddar cheese and green apples. You know what else I like? I like getting a Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Mm-hmm. And using the Polynesian sauce for the waffle fries. I do that. Uh, yeah, that's normal. That's, that's natural. normal, that's normal. right? That's normal. That's, that's pretty normal. normal. Hello, who's this? Yeah, it's Dwayne Hampton. Dwayne for seven five seven. What's up? What's some of the weirdest stuff you do with your food? Uh, at breakfast, I put syrup on everything, like the grits, the egg, me too. You wild. Waffles, you everything. Wild. I'm disrespectful. I'm a wildin'. How's that wild? I put it all on the same plate. I put it all on the same plate. Wherever the serve, go to serve. Exactly. Nah, I you can't. You can't disrespect yeah. grits like that. Bro. I don't like that. Grits can't uh, touch anything else. Serve can touch everything. Grits. Only thing she go on grits is ketchup, bro. I eat peanut butter. I eat peanut butter banana sandwiches too. I love that. That, no, that used to be my go-to back in the day. I, peanut butter and banana. I used to bypass the bread and try to cut the banana in half like a sandwich and put the peanut butter in between the banana. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank Yo, you, brother. I'm getting off of here. <laughs> that seems, ugh. Hello, who's this? It's Raheem from Hempstead. What's up, bro? We're talking about some uh, some weirdo stuff you do with your food. Oh, man, I eat a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the strawberry jelly, boil an egg, cut the egg up, the boiled egg up, put it on the sandwich, B. So you're eating a peanut butter, jelly, and egg sandwich? Yeah, boiled egg sandwich. Got to be boiled egg. Cut it up. Cut it up. Boiled egg. I'm not going to lie. Okay. That might sound... If for, for some reason, I feel like that would taste yeah. good scrambled. No, it don't. Yeah, I don't scrambled. like boiled eggs. I don't know about yeah, boiled uh, No, it doesn't. Nah, you ever see people put eggs on top of a burger? You ain't got time. Yeah, sometimes it might be better with scrambled. I never thought about that. Yeah, them eggs. And listen, by the way, egg sandwiches be hitting, but you got to toast the bread. Toast the bread with some scrambled eggs? Lightly. Slightly. Some they people don't like to put the white part on it, but I want the whole thing on there, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. All right. Thank you, brother. I know my cousin used to eat ketchup sandwiches. Like, he liked Ugh. ketchup nah. and bread. Like, that was his right thing. I hope, your cousin, I hope your cousin got out of poverty, man. Had <laughs> 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 nothing to do with poverty. That's what, he, that's what he liked. He used to Hello. sandwiches Hello. with ketchup. Hello. Hello, what's up, bro? How are you? Good morning. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? This kid, Jay, dad. Hey, Charlemagne, my man. Hey, this, this pay ain't. Hey, ain't. <laughs> man, hey. Hey, Envy, don't be mad, man. You my guy, man. But I, I just wanted to say spaghetti and ranch. Me and Charlotte may be on the same page every time, man. That's cultural, man. That is good. It is, I don't know man. How ye, 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 ye and uh, Envy don't. They say some things that don't be cultural. Like, y'all don't. Do y'all eat anything that's like. Like, like, I, like I eat. Chitlins, and I grew up down south. So no, no, I do not eat My mother used to cook it. You can have New all Year's that Eve culture. The house no, up, and no. I hated chitlins. No way. Am I eating chitlins. But, but the ranch Disgusting. ain't bad. I don't know. I don't know how you black folks don't eat ranch. Well, they don't like. Well, Envy don't even like spaghetti, and he like don't like ranch. I don't listen. The only time I've ever tried any other dressing mm-hmm. is when I'm on diet, and they got that uh, balsamic vinaigrette on the diet. Yes, yeah, I like yeah, the balsamic vinaigrette. But I don't do. I like no, ranch. Eat, no, no spaghetti, Envy. No, 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 no lasagna. No nothing. Nothing with red sauce. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't uh, know but how you'll you eat it with Alfredo sauce and did not eat spaghetti. Spaghetti was the so, go-to you... meal that your mama would make when she didn't feel like cooking. <laughs> no, nope. we ate spaghetti. Envy eats spaghetti. He just doesn't like the red sauce. No, I don't, I don't like the red sauce. sauce. So I mean, for me, it was Kraft macaroni so you don't and like cheese the sauce. that you could just, you just boil. Don't... My mom made that fast. When when, it, when, you, when you talk about a quick meal. My mom made that, and then we had lunch meat. That was a quick meal. Not like dinner. spaghetti. So just just to clarify, yeah. Envy, you do eat spaghetti. You just don't eat the red sauce. Yeah, I don't like the red sauce. So we're out. Okay. Envy, 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 not wrong though, because you're in good shape though, Envy. But I know a lot of people don't eat the red sauce because it gives them heartburn too. 
Nah, I ain't got nothing on heart, but I just don't like red sauce. It's day. worth the heart, so, Let me let me share my combination real quick: grapes, ham, and cheese. Uh, mm. Grapes, ham, ham and, cheese. and cheese. That ain't bad because that's like yeah. when you go to them white people places; they have that on a plate. It'd be like the grapes. First of all, ham is disgusting. The cheese, yeah, I don't eat pork. Ham is good. Ham is good. It's the other white meat, right? That's ham. The other white meat goes that turkey. I don't know. Hey, you are what you eat. (laughs) Thank you, man. It's always always good talking to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Love, King. Appreciate you. Okay, ham. All right, what's the moral of the story? Man, the moral of the story is just be happy you eat. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Everybody just be happy you eating. Because if you got, you know, if you can put together all these weird combinations, you're doing okay in life. And I just want to put this out there. Intamins. Y'all mm. don't make Danish ring anymore? Like, I, Oh, what? you know what I used to do? I can't when, find Danish ring. When I used to be like, like high all the time, really wild. And when I was young, I would go to the Scotchman and I would get a honey bun. And I'd take like a Snickers and put it on top of the honey bun and then put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. And then eat it like a hot dog. Oh, my God. That was so good. <laughs> That was amazing. That's good. I see you over there ready to try it. That's why you ain't got no hair. That probably, whatever that contraption you put together, hey, took try all your hair away, bro. For all of y'all out there that ain't afraid of a little sugar, and, and you try it. Get a honey bun, put a Snickers on it, warm it up for like 30 seconds, and eat it like a hot dog when you high. And watch what happened. <laughs> you turn fat automatically. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. <laughs> Yes, and we are going to talk about this up-and-coming uh, singer slash rapper, and she is embarrassed to be this man's daughter. All right, we'll get into that next. Is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I want me a nice down-south breakfast, which you can't find in New York City, by the way. What does that consist of? Sausage or what else? Nobody said nothing but no damn sausage. Right, that's okay. breakfast. You get sausage, like you get grits. bacon. No, I'd like some grits. I'd like some <laughs> eggs, maybe a chicken biscuit. You know what I mean? What's a chicken chicken biscuit? Yo, stop asking stupid <laughs> questions. Asking question. You know what I'm saying? Is it like a, a sandwich a chicken, chicken on a goddamn biscuit? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a piece of chicken and a, and a biscuit you sandwich. You gotta leave uptown, bro. Okay, well, you yeah, don't know yeah, what a chicken is. Everything's not empanadas, bro. Oh, oh, yeah, let me up, say this man. different, ye, for dramas. He's Puerto Rican. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Some roast compoyo. There you go. Okay, now you're talking about language. On a biscuit. Okay. You know what a biscuit is? Yeah, I know the Do you know what arroz con pollo is, Charlemagne? You said yeah, rice and chicken. You said rice and chicken on a biscuit. You said rice and chicken on a biscuit. Property. <laughs> <laughs> that was Noriega's character on um, State Property, I think my, it was. My goodness. Was right. it? No. Oh, Pelo Loco. Pollo Loco. It's Pollo Loco. They definitely sell rice con pollo at El Polo Loco. They do. I've been to Pollo Loco. It tastes pretty good. Okay. What's that supposed to mean? What's okay Puerto Rican for? What? What's that mean? Nah, because I, you were about to have me make a correlation and I'm going to get attacked for it. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to myself. Diaz Emilio. Step out there, King. Step out there, King. Let me see you step out there, King. I'm good. Step out. Don't hold your nuts. Step out there, King. Let me hear your little chicken joke, King. I know it's set up when I see one. Nope. Nope. Not today. We got rumors on the way, King. All right, Drake. New music certified lover boy. It looks like academics has a direct line to Drake to know what's going on. All right, we'll get into it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Academic says that he spoke to Drake about the highly anticipated album Certified Loverboy that he has coming out. He said, Drake told me to sit tight and relax. He said, 
that what's next record is just a warm up thing. He's working overtime, creating his next masterpiece, Certified Lover Boy on the way. He also told me he's shooting some videos, probably drop something this week. The GOAT is back. Aubrey, Champagne, Poppy, Drake, Graham. And then academics return a little bit later to say that Drake is shooting a music video. He said, prepare yourselves. So looks like that album is going to be coming out, according to academics, uh, sometime in April, perhaps. I mean, the truth to the matter is uh, Aubrey can drop when he wants to. Aubrey could drop on a Wednesday at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> right? Don't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I see he's already at like a billion streams so far this year, and it's only March 1st. Yeah, I'm ready for some, some new Drake music, though, myself. All right, now let's talk about Koi LeRae, a young artist, and her father is Benzino. At first, a lot of people didn't know that, and she has this song out, No More Parties. All right, so she said her father let her down. Now, she was on lip service recently, and we asked her about that. And I also was telling her that, you know, I'm not really a big fan of Benzino. He has said some really nasty things about me in the past and about some of my friends as well. So I really wasn't messing with him. I don't have, I don't, you know, I don't know him like that. But I was like, oh, that's his daughter. I don't know what their relationship was, but here's what happened on lip service. I know stepping into this industry, I didn't want my father's relationships or anything that he had going on. Like, I didn't want that he burnt the bridges or whatever he mm -hmm. was I didn't want it to affect me. I'm not going to lie, because Benzino said mad foul about me. But I was like, look, I am still going to make sure that I support because I see you a young woman doing your thing. Right, right. And I appreciate that. And let me tell you something. You're not the only person that felt like that. It's going to take interviews like this that he needs to watch and people like you, Angela, for him to realize, like, you know what? I was the problem, you what, know? What Benzino said about you, yeah? I don't even, I just remember he went online one day and was posting things. I don't even know why. I think he didn't like a report in the rumor report or something. And then he just started, I don't even remember what it was because I don't personally know Benzino like that. And so it wasn't a big deal to me. I report on stuff every day. It wasn't anything I said. I can't, it was so long ago. So then he went on um, the lip service page and said, it's funny to see ish like this. These people here, including Koi, are delusional. Stop playing victim. Angela, you, you talk ish about people. Then you get checked. You are victim like the Gucci situation. I don't even remember what happened, but I'm not a bully. So if I said something, you deserved it. And you alluded to not dealing with her. But guess what? You hold no weight in this industry, period. So who cares? As for Koi, I'm just going to ignore her foolishness like I've been doing. But eventually, since she wants to keep tarnishing my name, I have to tell my side. And she don't want that, so it's another day. And then he said, plus, ain't nobody checking for this podcast anyway. Uh, he then deleted it. And then after that, um, with everything that's been going on with Koi LeRae, I guess having um, some things to say about him, she went on her live and said this. It's crazy because we was just on the phone crying yesterday, sharing this moment. And I, I can't wait to tell my story because it's so many young females, young male that got industry parents. And these people feel like they got so much power, bro. Nah, them tables turn. Y'all is outdated as All right, Benzino had wrote on social media. He said that he would 
never judge, nor would I comment. It's unfortunate, but it was never my business to say anything. I'm upset because I did everything right and now being lied on. I don't like that. Koi was raised in mansions and had everything she ever asked for. My other two sons are grown and would never say these things. It's wrong. And F who thinks different. Her mother has a lot to do with this slimy-ish. Anyway, leave the F me alone with this BS for real. I don't like seeing uh, parent-child relationships play out on social media. And that's not something anybody should get in the middle of, you know, you know, not the media or anybody else, because there's some real emotions involved mm -hmm. in that. And I know I wouldn't want anybody in my business with my kids. You know, so I just hope that they get healing. Uh, you know, I hope they go to therapy. I hope they yeah. fix whatever it is they got going on, because she clearly wants her father. Yeah, I hope Benzino don't respond and I hope he reaches out to her because at the well, end of the day, that's his, that's his daughter. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, no matter what happens, that's still his daughter. And I hope they're able to work that out. I would never want to see anybody's children or anybody's parents going back and forth like this. They didn't want to pay me the money I wanted. After that, I never heard from you again. Mm, mm. Listen, man, there's so many dynamics to, that go with all of that. We don't mm -hmm. know what the situation is when in regards to family. You know what I mean? We don't know how things are between him, his daughter, him, the mother. That's family business. I just want to tell my kids I love them if they're on their way to work right up. now. They got the video. Daddy <laughs> loves you no matter what. I you're doing the best you can. Word up. I love you. I'm here. I'm, I go home every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which is another reason why it's a beautiful thing, you know, when you have kids with somebody that you're actually with mm -hmm. that you actually married to and y'all have a relationship mm -hmm. together so y'all can raise those kids the best the best the best health the most healthy way possible that's mm -hmm. which i believe right and even if you don't have a great relationship with and you're co-parenting it is important to have a great relationship with your children absolutely 100 percent. all right well that is your rumor report all right thank you miss she shalabang yes sir who are you giving that down to listen man this is crazy and you know we've been having these stories about people doing things for social media attention. But this one is nuts. We'll talk about it for after the hour, okay? I want to see if you got a friend like this. I don't think I got a friend like this. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Sean. Turn me on, God. Tap these gloves. Let's go. Turn on the microphone. Who was gonna be on the donkey of the day? They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, Ed Sharon, donkey of the day for Tuesday, March 2nd goes to Aaron Beltrain and Andrew Breach. Okay, all my hip hop historians who have seen classic black cinema like Paid in Full. Drop on the clues bombs for Paid in Full, one of the greatest movies ever made. You remember when Sonny got kidnapped and Mitch called Ace to tell him Sonny got kidnapped and he was telling Mitch he needs to connect right now so he can get the money for Sonny's ransom. Remember that? Remember when Mitch told Ace these two lines? Because this ain't for him, A, this ain't for him, man. Remember those lines? Uh -huh. That's me. Okay, in regards to the ideologies that exist on social media. It, it ain't for me, man. Okay, what's happening in the digital world is ruining us in real life. Okay, it is ruining our critical thinking skills. Common sense is long gone. What is common sense? What is that? Okay, nobody uses that anymore. And the feelings that people have about a situation over the actual facts of a situation, ruining our society. Ruining. Okay, we live in a society where everyone, the young, the old, are seeking validation from a bunch of people they never met in their life. Literally, some people wake up in the morning and don't form an opinion about anything until they see what the popular opinion about the topic is on social media. 
I understand why, because nobody wants to feel backlash. I get it. I get it. It's hard to have your own opinion. It's hard to actually, you know, speak your mind and have your own thoughts and say what you really feel. Okay. If you're not about that willing to have people uh, disagree with you life. Okay. You do realize that is the reason why people are usually afraid to share their opinions because they are afraid to have folks disagree with them, especially on social media, because that backlash be vicious. But what's nuts about this, okay, is you just don't know any of these people. All right. These people who you are listening to on social media, letting them dictate your feelings, your mood, your opinions, your thoughts. You don't know any of them. OK, you don't know how sick these people could be mentally. You don't know what these people are going through emotionally. You don't know how miserable they are and they transferring that misery to you. But these are the people you choose to follow. These are the people you seek validation from. OK, well, if I haven't convinced you. OK, let's talk about Aaron and Andrew. Today's donkey of the days. There is a Spanish rapper. Aaron Beltran, who came up with a plan to get, guess what, more attention on social media. So he made a deal with Andrew, who, by the way, is an Oxford-educated British teacher. And they worked out a payment plan. According to the New York Post, Aaron agreed to pay a fee, depending on how many times the video was shared on YouTube. The payment ranged from about $240 to a maximum of $3,000. Maximum of $3,000. All Andrew had to do was go along with what Aaron wanted. Well, what was Aaron's plan? What did Aaron, this aspiring rapper, want to do to get attention? We don't have a news report, so I have to explain this to you. Let me sip my tea. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> Pull up a chair. Your Uncle Charlotte has a story to tell. One afternoon... Okay, one evening, just before 7.15 p.m., both men were in the victim's bedroom. Mm -hmm. Andrew tied his pajama cord around the bottom of his penis to avoid hemorrhaging. Hemorrhaging? Hemorrhaging? Somebody out there listening to me just said to themselves, hemorrhaging? As they bite into a chicken biscuit from Bojangles? Hope you got some grape jelly on that thing. But yes, I said, hemorrhaging, eat your biscuit. Now, Aaron, a.k.a. the accused, sat on a chair in front of Andrew pulled out a 12-inch kitchen knife. And what do you think happened next? He proceeded to cut Aaron's penis off. Why you stop chewing your biscuit? Finish that. Police found Andrew, who is a teacher, who teaches at a local language academy, bleeding heavily after the stunt. Now, Aaron said he did it just for social media attention, but another officer said Andrew wanted to uh, sever his penis because he did not feel like he was completely male. True story. When they interviewed Andrew in the hospital, he said, and I quote, he did not feel 100% a man and wanted to get rid of his penis. Andrew, it's surgeries for that. Okay, you a whole teacher. All right, people trust you to teach their kids every day, but these the kind of choices you're making in your free time? I mean, I've let a friend give me a haircut before. Okay, you might even trust a friend with a tattoo gun. But to trust a friend with a home sex reassignment surgery? Then you made a deal with your friend to pay you based on how many views the video of the amputation received on YouTube? By the way, these aren't kids. I'm looking at their pictures. These are grown men with beards. Okay, the guy who got his penis cut off is a teacher! All right? The other guy's an aspiring Spanish rapper. And this is with whom you want to place your fate? These are the people who you let dictate how you move? Not to mention, both these guys drank four bottles of wine and took Valium to gather the courage to go through with this. I don't even know what Valium is. Where's our uh, former drug addict producer? <laughs> Dan, uh -uh -uh. what is Valium? What is Valium? You don't know? 
Jerome, what's volume? I don't, I'm not the drug. I don't, you know. None of y'all know what volume is? No. No. Yeah. What's volume? <laughs> I knew one of y'all druggies knew. He said, yeah. What's volume? <laughs> it's like a prescription medication, I guess, for you to um, be able to go to sleep, relax. Okay. Well, they took four bottles of wine and took volume to gather the courage to go through with this. Listen, as Mitch said in Paid in Full, this ain't for me, eh? And I'm fine. Y'all can have this social media era. And did I tell y'all that prosecutors admit the amputation was consensual, but Aaron, the rapper, still bears criminal responsibility, and Andrew lied and said he cut off his own penis, contradicting his sworn statement that Aaron, the rapper, was responsible? Just a whole bunch of mess and confusion. And you wonder why you feel like a mess and you feel confused because these are the people you are seeking validation from on a daily basis. And people like this are seeking validation from you on a daily basis in the form of likes and retweets, views, and the worst drug known to man, attention. Listen, people, never chase love, affection, or attention. If it isn't given freely by another person, it isn't worth having. Kids, I promise y'all it's not worth it. Stop it. Okay, it's not worth dying for, and it's damn sure not worth losing your penis. But you only find yourself in situations like this when you live for the attention of the crowd, social media or otherwise. Always remember, if you live for the praise of people, you will die by their criticism. And if you live for social media attention, you will lose your penis, your pee-pee, your Peter, your prick. Please let Remy Ma give Aaron Beltran and Andrew Breach the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! are you dumb? And I know what y'all thinking right now. What? You want to hear Aaron's bars. You want to hear if Aaron's raps are worth losing your penis over, don't you? Let's play some of Aaron. Let me hear Aaron spit. This is from his YouTube channel. What's this? Huh? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I gotta fart on those bars. Fart on those bars, man. Fart on those bars. You don't even know what he's saying. I don't. Yeah. What did he say, Drum? How do you know they're not good? What did he say? He was asking for like a, he's saying he was asking for a response and he never got one and that was the beginning. Nah, I need some Goya. I need some seasoning. Let me put some seasoning on that thing. Now, this is, let me put some little seasoning, put some Goya on that. Now, if I was A&R and, mm. uh, you know, uh, Aaron after a time like this, especially after this story, this is what I would be releasing. Let me hear Aaron. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Okay. Drop one of Clues bombs for that dramos. How do you say home in Spanish? Casa. How do you say circumcision? I don't what? <laughs> what was it? Well that's Gracia Circumcision, new single from Aaron Beltrain. Casa, man. What I said? I don't know what the hell you said. Oh, okay. It wasn't Spanish. Don't worry about it. Thank you. All right. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Michael Blackson will be joining us. <laughs> the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When we come back, comedian Michael Blackson will be joining us. With his, with his Chinese best friend, Christian. Okay. We'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line today. I think it's two special guests. Oh, two special guests. Okay. Uh, he just popped in. We have Michael Blackson. What's up, Michael Blackson? What's going on, man? How you guys doing? And we have uh Christian <laughs> Cabrera. Did I say it right? Yeah, you said it right. 
Michael was, got the whole United Nations at his house. I saw a white guy <laughs> answer the Zoom form. Now he got an Asian brother sitting next to him. Where the Latinos at, Mike? Ah, uh, no, not, not, not. I'm Filipino. You'll be here later on to clean up. Oh, Filipino. I'm Filipino, Mike. Oh, you're Filipino. He said Latino. Oh, Latinos. Oh, hey. sorry. I just woke up. Oh, okay. All right. So your Chinese best friend is Filipino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Chinese oh, best friend is Filipino. Yeah, I call him Chinese best friend from like day one since we met. I started calling him Chinese. He said, Mike, I'm Filipino. I said, listen, Filipino is not that popular. Let's go with Chinese. You want a lot of audience, go with the majority. So I, his name became Chinese best friend. Mike, I'm a quarter Chinese, so it's okay. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. Do you even know your partner that you're doing this podcast with, Michael Blackson? Do you even know? Yeah, no, I, just, I met this guy like two years ago. I really don't know him that well, but I think we have good chemistry. Oh, that's cute. I mean, he's Uber driver, sir. Huh? I'm his Uber driver. Well, he started up as my. I used to just use him to look important. You know, like when I'm going to meetings, I, <laughs> I, I, I was getting back seat, have him sitting in front and drive me so I could look important. That's how I started. He became like my Uber driver. You think when people say somebody's Asian, to a lot of people, it's synonymous with Chinese. They'll be like, oh, you're Asian. And they just call everybody Chinese. Or exactly. That's why I decided to call him Chinese best friend. <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> what do people mistake you for, Michael Blackson? Don't, don't be a smart ass. What? <laughs> Wait, do y'all live with each other? Because he said he just woke up. Do y'all stay with each no, other? The, no, the f we don't live with. Grown, <laughs> grown men, any man over 30 that still have a roommate is gay. Okay, so. That's not true. Stop it. So what, y'all had a sleepover last night? No, he just got here. He just got here about 30 minutes ago. I sleep. I live alone. I'm an African man. We don't have men around. If there's anything, I got a whole bunch of chicks in every room, okay? There's no guy in my house. I thought you got a girl. I see you doing love and hip hop. I, I got yeah. a girl. I mean, I still got side bitches, yes. <laughs> Christian, I, I see that you be, po why you be posting a lot of jokes about COVID and the vaccine? You don't ever get offended when, when Trump refers to COVID as the China virus? Oh, no, I don't get offended at all, nothing. Oh, no, oh, uh, all the Chinese, I, Mike. I couldn't hear it right. <laughs> hey, Mike, your boy ain't that bright, man. What's happening? <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> Mike, what is this, man? <laughs> What's going on, Mike? You know what? I got a podcast. It's airing in March, so we kind of, like, missed the beginning of the year. I just want to recap of what's been going on at the beginning of this year. We know, I mean, we know 2020 was up year. 2021 already started out very bad with it. Bunch of white people breaking through the Capitol Hill trying to steal back a country to steal in the first place. Wherever we know what the thing the guys all belong in jail, we know what happened to the last mother that broke into the house to steal his own shit. That was OJ Simpson, ended up in jail. So I think lock them guys up like they locked up OJ. Bobby Schmurder is out of jail. Congratulations to my Bobby. You know, he's also one of the leaders of the Dark Skin Committee. I'm shocked you stayed in jail that long, for real. I think being that dark, just close your eyes, close your mouth, and walk the f out at 9 p.m. He could have been out six years ago. Uh, we're in L.A. Everybody's happy. Lady Gaga got her dog back. She said, no question asked, $500,000. F*** them niggas that got shot for the dog. Just give me my puppy back. <laughs> Selfish motherfucker. You know, the, the mother in the hospital dying next to Tiger Woods. I hope he gets better. Mm -hmm. Tiger Woods, last time we seen Tiger Woods hurt, his ex-wife was beating the shit out of him for fucking bitches. So, you know, besides that, the year's going great. I'm happy. I, I got a podcast. And let's, let's talk about it. What y'all want to talk about? Are you guys going to get the vaccine? Um, you know what? I, 
once the vaccine become a hundred percent effective, right now it's ninety seven point five. That means it comes with side effects. I mean, yeah, I might not have COVID, but I have a ball headed with a crooked. I'm, I'm cool on it right now. But Michael, you go back and forth to the motherland. You know you got to get shots before you go to the motherland, depending on where you go. Right. I will only take it if it's mandatory. If I, if I cannot travel home, I won't take it unless I have to take it. Now you recently went home and you brought your girl with you. How was that experience? Ah, uh, no, nah, that was good. It was fun. Um, my mother wasn't expecting her. <laughs> so what I did, my mother, is my mother actually came to the airport to meet us. And she came to the airport. I said, hey, mom, look, it's my girlfriend. You know, she probably like, where the hell you find this whole Chinese bitch from, right? Well, she's Cambodian. And then my mom wanted to take a picture. Hey, let's take a picture. My mom, my mom took a picture. And then I remember I took the picture. I looked at the picture and I posted on IG. Uh, it's probably one of the first time I've had my girlfriend with my mother in the same picture and probably ever. I've never taken a picture of any of my girlfriends and my mom. So I look at this picture. I'm like, damn, here's the t's I'm sucking now and the t's I used to suck all oh in one picture together. So it was a good, it was great. Uh, we were gonna... <laughs> my, Did your they... mom like her? <laughs> My mom, listen, my mom is 77 years old. At the end of the day, she just wants me to be happy. So she must be the one if you let her take pictures with mom, right, Michael? I mean, right, yeah, I think she's the one. 100% think she is. She's a lot of fun. You know, she don't give me a headache. She don't bother me. She don't stress <laughs> me out. And that's important for a man, you know. And she's not doing her job. Great what? answer. That's why you send your energy. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it locked. We got more with Michael Blackson and his uh, Chinese best friend, Christian. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Michael Blackson, comedian, and his best friend, his Chinese best friend, Christian. Charlamagne? You said that you're doing the podcast, right, because you want to talk about current events. Why not do a stand-up special? Um, You know what? Because I think Netflix kind of spoiled, spoiled us about... Three, four years ago when they started giving out a bunch of $20 million deals. And honestly, I think my material is probably the hottest material on earth. And to the right money come, I'm not going to give it away for like chump change. Wow. What's the right amount of money? I don't know. I, I, I pay shot support. I can discuss that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is storytelling and comedic delivery the same on podcast as it is on stage? Honestly, prior to me doing a podcast, I had no clue what the podcast is, what it's about. I mean, I've tried to listen to some, and it sound like a bunch of boring motherfuckers sitting down just talking about shit, nothing. But I, I think it would, from watching the the, the, the at least the first episode I've done, I think it definitely put you in this mind of being able to tell a story. I had no idea I could tell a story that I actually listened to myself. Because mm -hmm. I must stand up, I'm all about punchline punching. I don't like my audience to go 20 seconds without a joke. But I'm like, it's, it's, learn, it's teaching me how to like kind of like tell a story and, you know, and create the punchline later. So I think it's going to definitely make me a better comic. Now we've seen you in uh, Coming to America too. My scene there is, is longer than Ember Rose Ponytail, okay? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's also bigger than next Friday. I'm excited about Coming to America too. I actually saw the whole movie. A lot of times you do a movie, you don't want to talk about it much, especially if you're not a main, you're not a main character or close to the main character because, you know, you're get edited out. So I finally saw it. Some part were edited, kind of pissed me off, but there's one big scene where it becomes like my scene and it's in front of everybody, Eddie and the whole crew. And this is, is a point I get to shine. So I'm excited about it. It's a great movie. You're going to love it. Uh, I got to give a big shout out to my girl, Leslie. You know, I, I wrote Leslie all the time, but Leslie to me actually stole the movie. Leslie so, Jones? Leslie Jones, yes. Interesting. I saw, we saw it. What you thought about it? 
I'll tell you after they come out. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you after they come out. Uh, can, can you send me a copy? <laughs> you don't have it? You ain't let you ain't let your Chinese best friend see it, Michael? This motherfucker didn't give me a copy yet. Everything I tell Christian would end up on social media, so I can't tell you that shit. Well, being that Christian is your Chinese best friend, do you have other Chinese friends too? Me? Yeah, yeah, I have a few friends. Now I'm talking about. But I don't think you got any friends, Christian. Name one of your friends, Christian. (laughs) Christian, name your friends. Uh, Now you guys are my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Charlemagne's my friend because he's our boss. I'm not y'all boss. I'm y'all partner. Is there any more, any like anything else y'all got plans to do? You and Christian, like rush hour four, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, after they're on like five. No, I did the three, rush hour four. No, no, it's potentially, I'm, I'm looking to dream maybe a reality sitcom. Cause you know, this dude is just, to me, just naturally funny without trying to be funny. He's he's the funniest person I know on earth. We haven't, period. we haven't, we haven't felt that yet. Yeah, he says a lot. He's, he's probably nervous. Come on, you're looking at Sherman J- Jermaine Jackson, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous. I've never been in a radio station before. So you guys are interviewing people also on the podcast? Yes, we are. And I'm not big on like A-list celebrity interviews, you know. that iHeart hit me up and say, hey, give me your wish list and give you whatever you want. I said, I'm not into A-list. I'm more into like F to, to Z-listers. Damn. <laughs> Why is that? Well, even that, or even just regular people, I I don't want another interview with, you know, I'm more like, I want to talk to a a dentist and find out what the fuck's going to, you know, how I keep my breath smelling fresh. I want to talk to an Uber driver, see what he's going through. I'm going to eventually get a homeless man, find out what the fuck went wrong. I want to talk to entertainers that have expired. Why your career went this direction? How do you (laughs) hope this podcast will change your career, Christian? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you got you a real winner there, Mike. With him, this is just a trying air for him. It's just some, he just is a hobby. Just, he's not looking to be no television guy. Are you getting paid? Of course he's getting hard. Yeah, I mean, I Christian. Michael Christian. <laughs> Christian, have you gotten paid? No, Mike only pays me in liquor. <laughs> Every time I pick him up, he gives me liquor and clothes. See, I got liquor he and gets what? All the, he hasn't paid me yet. He gets all the free clothes that I get from people. Clothes, like, put my clothes. This guy wear all my free clothes. That's Can you stand up again? Can you see that shirt? Give me this. He has a black power shirt on. Okay. Yeah. What kind of liquor does he give you, Christian? Uh, the cheap tequilas. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of headaches. Yeah, I've had diarrhea since last Easter, sir. <laughs> what, now, what about something like, would you address, say, Jerry, we were just talking about Jeremy Lin, and he was saying how on the court, so he didn't name the person, called him coronavirus and insulted him on the court. And this whole discussion about racism against Asian people has come up. Is that something, a topic you guys would talk about? Usually I would have them do research on what's current, you know, because I'm, I'm actually too busy to do research. And then I'll try to look at them and, and make a joke about it. But you haven't told me about that yet. Thank you so much for letting us know. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a good topic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mike, I think your, your Wi-Fi might be delayed. Mike's Wi-Fi. Is it delayed? No. Uh, the only delay uh, on this interview is you, Christian. <laughs> you don't get the delay. You know, the... The Mars rover has better Wi-Fi than Michael Blackson. Who? The Mars rover. <laughs> so what? 
Well, all right, right. research that. Christian and Michael Blackson, I can't wait for this podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be a great one. Make sure you subscribe to the No Filter Podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's out. It's out today. Christian, who's your favorite rapper? Christian, uh, that guy Drake that looks like you. Uh. <laughs> Drake don't got that beard though, Christian. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does. He yeah, does he so. Like oh, Drake's is real though. Mine is real, Christian. Don't listen. Don't listen. Michael, you think Envy being real? What? Nah, it looks like uh, it probably like some gorilla glue. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Christian Michael Blackson is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk coming to America. It's time. time. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall were on Jimmy Kimmel Live and they were promoting Coming to America sequel, of course. And one thing they talked about was the original back in 1988. They had to put a white person in the film. Here's what they said. Louis Anderson, how did Louis come to be a part of that film? I uh, love Louis, but I think we were forced to put Louis in it. What? <laughs> no, I, I think we were forced, forced to put a white person. Yeah, Paramount was like, with the because the whole cast is black, and this was back in the, you know, the 80s. So it was like, it has to be a white person in the movie. Like, what? <laughs> and uh, so it was, uh, who's the funniest white guy around, right? And then oh, and Louis, we knew him, was cool with him. And so he, that's how Louis got in the movie. Yeah, cra- the crazy part in those times, you never heard that about black people if the whole cast was white. No. Mm. <laughs> and he played the cashier at McDowell's. Man, he's in this yeah, he said they gave them a list of three white guys and asked them which one they wanted. Yeah, he's in this one too, which I was shocked about because I thought he died. I thought he died too. Then he did. I thought he died. In real life, you mean? Yes, man. What you mean in real life? If he's not in this one, they damn sure got somebody that looked like wait, him. Wait, wait, was he in this one? Uh, in the beginning when, um, dang, I can't, I'll give you the scene away, but in the beginning when he's with Mr. McDowell. All right, well, that movie's out on Friday, everybody. What's his last name? Because when I Googled Louis Armstrong right now, the trumpet player came up. Anderson. <laughs> Louis Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Louis Armstrong definitely did. Hold on, let me see. Louis Anderson. All right, guys. Well, y'all do that. <laughs> Little Wayne. He's alive. Little Wayne. He's in the movie. I'm he's not in the movie. He's alive. Like okay. Him. Yeah, all, right. all right, Little Wayne has revealed a new Young Money compilation album is on the way, and he said that sets up everything for everybody so they could start coming out with their solo projects as well. That's going to be the first Young Money joint release album since 2014. Who are the Young Money artists? Is it Twist still? Is it Chucky? Is it Gutta Gutta? Is it Mac Main? Like, who's the Young Money artist now? Is it New Artist? Is it Corey Gunn still? about to find out. <laughs> Mm. All right. Now, Will Smith is saying that he'll consider running for political office in the future. He was on Pod Save America podcast and he discussed it and he's been talking about this for years now. Uh, I think for now, I'm going to let the, that office get cleaned up a little bit. Uh, then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll consider that at some point down the line. I, I don't know. It's like I absolutely have an opinion. So I'm, I will certainly do my part, whether it uh, remain artistic or at some point ventures into the political arena. What office is he talking about? City council, mayor, 
Hoping you're talking about the big seat in the Oval Office. Maybe we is. don't we don't need no more celebrity and chiefs. I think Will Smith would do a great no, job. No man, stop! Why would he do a great he job? He wouldn't. Why? Not, how you know? Because he has no political experience whatsoever. <laughs> we saw what happened when you let a celebrity be in charge of the country. No, that was that was. A so bad you were both case. of us. Stop, Back man. in 2015, he did say that uh, on CBS's Sunday morning, he felt compelled to run for president. All the politicians do is lie anyway. So, yeah, I, I would rather... So you want Will Smith to lie? No, but at least I know The reason Will we Smith. love Will Smith is because he's honest and he tells the truth. So maybe he'll be honest and he'll tell the truth now no. as president. Listen, I, I don't think that anybody should be president if they don't have political experience. They have had, they've had they should be able have had to hold some type of office prior to being president. No. He was a prince. No more, no more celebrity and chiefs. You're oh, right, Yee. He was a prince. <laughs> no more celebrity and chiefs, please. <laughs> All right, now Waka Flocka posted this video about why he does not feel like you should videotape yourself helping out the less fortunate. I don't never record to take pictures because why would I catch a person at their lowest point in life? I don't need a, a, a visual of what I did right. I got the experience and that's the feeling and that's something you can't take from me. So to see anybody marketing, they so feeding, feeding the homeless or feeding somebody that need help to me, Hey man, he ain't wrong when he's right. I agree. <laughs> I be feeling but, the same way. But it 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 can encourage people to do some of that as well. If, if sometimes when people see that and be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I'll do that. I'll start working at a, a a homeless shelter or I'll start doing things like that. But it does it can encourage people to do it as well. Yeah, but it, yeah, you're right. But it, you know, I be feeling like even with that, you start doing it for the wrong reasons though, because you're doing it just because it does garner you some sort of attention. So therefore, it's about you. And not about the actual act. But I mean, listen. To each I think it depends. Own. Like people do like backpack giveaways and, mm -hmm. you know, they film that. Like we've done that before. Mm -hmm. And well, usually I feel like that. It depends on what it is. I wouldn't videotape myself giving a homeless person money. Yeah. And usually for the backpack giveaways and stuff like that, you know, you got sponsors. So, you right, know. and you got to also advertise exactly. that it's happening. Exactly. And then, like, there's certain times uh, we've done some stuff at homeless shelters where we might want to tell people you can volunteer your time also. Correct. Yeah, because yeah. the back backpack giveaway, stuff like that, like, you you need people to come out. So you got to tell folks you're mm -hmm. doing that, you know, but just to pull right. up on somebody and say, here's videotape yourself giving them $20, that'd be lame to me. But, like, I remember I did um, Make-A-Wish, and I didn't ask to videotape it, but they wanted to take pictures. Like the people that at the hospital that put from Make-A-Wish Foundation, mm -hmm. they actually like to take pictures of you doing things. And, you know, they, I, I think, yep. clear it with with the um, with people in the hospital just to make sure with the patients that they're OK. But yeah. I would never be like, let me take a picture with this, you know, somebody sick in the bed. But they'll be like, hey, do you mind if we take a picture? And I never would post those. But it's promotion. They promote and make a wish. I'm not mad at that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on what it is. You have to just all put it in perspective. In a way. All right. Now, Snoop Dogg was very upset and he, he was playing um, video games. And I guess he just didn't like the fact that he didn't do well. And I know it can be very frustrating. One of our producers says he actually has punched the wall, broke a remote control and all of those things while playing these games. And here's what happened with Snoop when things went left for him. This came in this and everything went bad. This Man, he sounds like a vet won't let him in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is house. He can break up whatever he wants. This is his stuff. <laughs> Imagine being that mad. Um, Not sometimes you can. Games. Sometimes because you feel like them video games are cheating you. You had like the last, <laughs> the last board, and and something happens stupid, and you yeah, you be pissed off. You gotta start over.
Absolutely. <laughs> but they said he left and then he left the live stream going for a long <laughs> for like seven hours. I get it. But it did get a lot of uh, views. I guess he forgot it was on. It was like seven and a half hours that he left the stream That's on. That's why I can't even play them new age video games. I still got you know the little mini Nintendo that came out a couple mm -hmm. years ago? I still be playing that and be mad because I can't remember how to beat King Hippo on Mike Tyson. <laughs> and what? <laughs> no, that's all. I beat him though. You sure? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, beat beat him, I, I beat can't him, get though. past Mr. Sandman though. So Mr. Sandman whips me every time. Mm -mm -mm. All right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. It's Women's History Month. So who are we repping today, Yee? Yes, today we are going to be honoring a woman who is the youngest Hollywood executive producer, Marte Martin. She's in the Guinness Book of World Records, and that is for her work on the film Little. You also know her for playing on Blackish as Diane. As well as executive producing, she also has her own production company, and she also starred in Little alongside Regina Hall and Issa Rae. What I also love about Marseille Martin is her confidence. There were people who were going in on her because she had on a wig that they didn't like, and they were trying to say she looks like she had on veneers, all kinds of craziness. And here's how she responded on social media. It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. So I was on Twitter and a lot of people have been addressing um, my hair or talking about my hair um, and how it looks like a grandma's wig <laughs> and they're talking about my veneers and it's hard, it's difficult to run through my mind. Um, but I'm sorry to anyone that I offended or um, haven't gotten to your expectations about how I'm supposed to be and I'm, I apologize and I just... <laughs> Y'all, we are in quarantine and we got more things to focus on than just my hair. Justice for Breonna Taylor. That's right. She was blowing her nose with a stack of $100 bills. So shout out to Marseille Martin for being creative, for being a trendsetter, and for also having a great sense of humor. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, I just want to uh, shout to everybody that tunes in. I, I heard you on the EYL, um, what is it, Market Mondays? Earn Your Leisure. Yes, I was at Market Mondays Market last Mondays. night. Yeah, Earn Your Leisure. That was good, leisure. so... Shout out to them for having me on. Talked about a lot of different things. Yesterday was also the day that I signed my lease from my new location, my brick and mortar coffee shop that I am opening in Brooklyn. So now the real work starts. That's right. Yeah, and shout out to my store, Private Label in Detroit. We're not open on Sundays and Mondays. And the weather has been so bad in Detroit previously that it's been a little difficult. But everything is back up and running. So come by Private Label on 8 Mile into Quinder. Yeah, shout out to the brothers from EYL, Troy and Rashad, man. I think one of them just celebrated their birthday. Rashad. Rashad, Rashad just yeah, shout out to them. We got some day. stuff in the, in, in the pipeline that we're doing. I know we are, we're going to be doing some stuff for the community, teaching people how to get into different aspects of, of financial freedom and, and creating generation wealth. Shout out to those brothers. All right. Hey, and listen, I want everybody to, man, um, book recommendation, pre-order Tamika Mallory's uh, state of emergency, how to win, and the country we built. It's available May 11th, but you can pre-order now wherever you buy books. Okay? Okay. Now, the positive note is this. About all you can do in life is be who you are. Some people will love you for you. Most will love you for what you can do for them. And some won't like you at all. That's fine. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?